Hello and welcome to Funny Science Fiction, the live edition. Sorry, it's, right. it's, it's, it's a danceable song. What can I say? <laughs> so welcome to Funny Science Fiction. That's right, the live edition. The show where... The, the, I did this last week, too, if I remember correctly. I, my tongue was tied at the start of our last live. The podcast where Power Rangers ride motorbikes to work. But then again, maybe they always rode them to work. You know, what do I know? So, it, you know, that might have been funnier on, on a one single pass, not a uh, let me back up and try this again. And You did uh, your best. I did my best. Sometimes it works. Sometimes it doesn't. So, um, let's see. We've got a comment already from Jason. Hello, Jason. Hello, Hello Jason. Jason. So, before we get into... Uh, <laughs> yeah. Good dad joke. Nice. <laughs> so before we get into tonight's entertainment, we, of course, want to take a quick moment to thank our, our show partners and uh, and really uh, for everything that they they do for us. And then there's John speaking some Gaelic at us. Uh, <laughs> I'm sure he just Googled, translated and copy and pasted. Well, slancha and I can pronounce the other word. I'm not so much. <laughs> so slancha. I know what that means. I'm, I'm, I got that much Irish going for whoop, me. Whoop. So, all right, but like I said, we have a couple of quick videos that we want to uh, play to thank our show partners. So first off, uh, level up lightsabers. All right, that video is so cool. Every time it's done, I'm like, oh, <laughs> lightsabers! I need a, I need a lightsaber. I need to go smack something with a lightsaber. Seriously, and I know that. And Alan will talk about this. You know, he says that his his selling tool is to say that it's better than a stick, um, and, and it really is. But uh, so much better than a stick. Yeah. Good evening, stories by Dark Saber. Hello, welcome, welcome to the broadcast. And now, quickly, our second our second video is from. River City Tea. With over 700 designs to choose from, River City Tees has something for everyone. Need some new nerd merch? River City Tees has you covered. Need funny or sarcastic designs? River City Tees has you covered. Are you looking for a new logo or custom design? Whether you need one or 100, River City Tees has you covered. With multiple colors and options for each and every design, with things to choose from like shirts, hoodies, phone cases, coffee mugs, and so much more. Be sure to follow River City Tees on Facebook and Instagram. If you do, you'll get the latest on designs and information about upcoming sales. River City Tees, let's make a shirt together. It's such a sweet commercial. John says, River City Tees excels at sarcasm. Oh, <laughs> John! He's such a comforting, calming voice in that commercial too. Well, you know, every once in a while, and Alan was talking. Drayton was talking about the the uh, level up lightsabers video, and yes, that is a that always a, that's a pretty cool video. The special effects in that are awesome. And since we're talking, you know, level up lightsabers and special effects in the video and everything, let's bring in one of the stars of the video. Alan, welcome to the show. He's back. I'm back. He's back for the attack. Welcome. <laughs> All right. Well, we have a, a couple minutes here before um, uh, Anna's still working up everything and getting getting her setup going. So uh, as she's doing that, uh, tell everybody a little bit about Level Up Lightsabers and and why we got started with, with a cool lightsaber. <laughs> well, and uh, a fun thing about the video that you guys just shared um, and I don't think we talked about this when I, I sat down with you guys. Uh, I was not originally supposed to be in the in the film. So the like I worked out the choreography. We had a couple of uh, um, uh, a few people that we you know that we paid to help put that together. People that were um, will go with more more ready for video than me. Just <laughs> say it like that. Um, 
But <laughs> uh, one of the things that we discovered when we started shooting that we did not discover in the process of doing the choreography is that the hood makes it really hard. <laughs> <laughs> because if, if you're the hooded person, you have to do your choreography and you can't see. And, you know, we had a, a, a limited amount of prep time and, and some other things like that. And then had to uh, uh, had to swap me in because our, our original person, and he, he did an awesome job working on the choreography and everything else, but he's not a martial artist. That wasn't, you know, something that he brought in. He was a, a connection that we had. And so then day of shooting, we ran into that problem and there wasn't a way to solve it. And there wasn't a way to not be shooting that day. And so I put on the robe and, <laughs> and I was in my own commercial, which in hindsight, maybe I should have planned for in the first place, but. My, you, you pulled you pulled it off well, and the beard, the beard helps. Right, and the special effects in that video are, are awesome. Every time I watch it, I get I get little goose pimples on my arm, and I'm like, I gotta go smack something with a stick. So, and even if you're blind, you just gotta use the force. Yeah, I that's mean, right. Yeah, there's a that's strong tradition right. of, of blind sports <laughs> and being awesome. Um, uh, all right, and so real quick before we bring Anna in, just also want to highlight one quick thing. I have it highlighted on the screen here. Uh, so Mick Manhattan runs the Scene Snobs Network. Uh, tonight wow. is our maiden voyage on the Scene Snobs Network. We have mm -hmm. been an independent podcasting group up until this point. But tonight we take the the, the voyage forward with, with uh, Scene Snobs. Um, I've been with them on my other show, Focused on Forward, and, and it's been a really good experience for us. <laughs> we so, will try to make it so they don't regret letting us in. <laughs> we make no promises. I, mean, I will uh, try my best. Aw, the scene snobs. I get goose pimples when I listen to the funny scene. Aw. We love I'm, you guys. I'm I'm getting verklempt. All right. So <laughs> she was using big words. Oh. Yeah, yeah, it was on the calendar today. So you know. Oh, is that your word of the day? All right. So I think we have Anna ready. She good. And uh let's uh let's bring her in. Hello, Anna. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, Tim. <laughs> Hi everybody! <laughs> What's going on? Welcome oh, to our no. madness. That was. Uh, uh, so if you're, I'm Anna. <laughs> Welcome uh, back, Anna. So sorry I'm late. I had technical difficulties. <laughs> I hate it when that happens. But I have the proper mug. There you go. Yay. Wonderful. I I appreciate always appreciate a good plug. Well done. So no, thanks for the mug. I feel like I got four out of five right last time I was on the show. So right, it was like there you go. Just barely passed. <laughs> What's going on? So hey, we're we're so glad to have you here. So guys, if you're not familiar with Anna Graves, you definitely need to be because if you've watched Star Wars Clone Wars, you've heard her voice. If you've watched Rebels, you've heard her voice. If you've watched Voltron, you have heard Anna Graves' voice. You if you've if you've played any video game over the last decade, there's a good chance Anna Graves was in it. Trust me, I know that experience because when I got to her IMDb page, I was like, oh, crap, she was in that too. So, uh, thank you. Yeah. So, and we're if really... you don't know her, then watch our episode from last week. That's right. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah, on May the 4th, we had Anna Graves on our, uh, on, uh, well, I, you know what? I cannot talk tonight. And yet you're doing a lot of it. And yet I'm doing a lot of it on a live show. So <laughs> this isn't a problem at all. That's it. Go We're home. fine. AKA We're all fine here. Door you. All right. Me here. That's, this is completely normal. Uh, so welcome to the show, Anna and Alan. All right. So awesome to be back. Uh, yeah, we're, we're actually Very glad good. to have both you guys here tonight. Very excited about both you guys. Uh, Alan has some super cool lightsabers. He, he runs a company called Level Up Lightsaber. And hopefully you got a chance to see the video in the beginning. Um, like I said, I'm going to say it again. I know I've said it twice already, but I want to go whack something with a, with a stick now. Just because. <laughs> I found out over the weekend, did you know, if you if you spend 30 minutes hitting something with a lightsaber, your Fitbit thinks you're exercising? Oh. That's fantastic. And we're going to try that out. Mine tried to tell me I needed to get up and move yesterday while I was installing a washer. So <laughs> you might want to have that checked. Just... Mine's just retarded, apparently. <laughs> it could be. All right. So uh, tonight's show, we're going to talk a little bit about vacations because since 2020, of April of 2020, there hasn't been a lot of vacations for a lot of people. 
uh, you know, because of that whole, you know, pandemic thing going around. There was a so, pandemic? Yeah, I know, right? Who knew? Um, so it. I thought what we would talk about tonight is a hypothetical va vacation that we could all take uh, to our favorite Star Wars destination. Or maybe it's not even your favorite Star Wars destination. Maybe it's just a destination in Star Wars, um, and you have a reason for, for wanting to go there. So here's what we're going to do. Alan, we're going to start with you. Ooh, I get to open? You get to open. You're welcome. Okay. All right. Uh, so, All pressure. <laughs> so no pressure whatsoever, but you, you're setting the bar. Okay. Uh, <laughs> so Way better to set than to have to clear. So I'm good with this. This is good. There you go. All Just right. So, for the rest of us, uh, what I would like you guys to do is tell us where you're going to go in the Star Wars universe, what hero you would take with you, and why, what villain or bounty hunter you would take with you, and why, and is there a droid or a pet that you would want to take from the Star Wars universe to assist you in your travels? I spent a lot of time thinking about this as you sent it to me earlier today and I've been like running through permutations since then. And like the, the destination, especially if we sort of keep it to like what has been in visual canon, destination was a lot harder than I was prepared for it to be. <laughs> there are just so many options where it's like, well, that would suck. Um, <laughs> But so I think I would I would vote Naboo. That would be where I would want to go because you got like it's a planet that has like more than one climate. Okay, <laughs> so you have some options. The yeah. like mix of civilization, scenery, relaxation time, urban, etc. Like Kurosan is basically like the most dense part dense parts of Tokyo across an entire planet. Mm -hmm. that, that would be a lot for a vacation for me. That I. That wouldn't be work. That wouldn't work for me. And so, like Naboo, Hero, I think, I think there are lots of good answers to this. But it seems like Lando is probably the best one. Like, okay, why? If you're gonna have anybody be sort of a drinking and partying buddy, like Lando, Lando is the person that seems to have like the most effective work-life balance, which is one of the hard parts of picking a villain. Because imagining a lot of Star Wars villains outside of being an evil villain is really hard. Like you don't imagine like Palpatine kicking back and sipping his coffee slowly over a newspaper. Like <laughs> <laughs> I, envision yeah. him, I envision him brooding over it. Right. And like <laughs> and he also like it's everything about Palpatine suggests that like in his free time he's in a volcano lair with a pet cat. <laughs> like they used to be evil rather than unwinding. Um, and so the the villain was actually pretty easy for me because I kept going like, oh no, 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 and I landed on Thrawn. Uh, okay. One of the aspects of Thrawn is appreciating art and spending a lot of time doing that and being very thoughtful. And so while, like, pretty much every Star Wars villain is somebody that you can point at and be like, yeah, but they committed lots of war crimes. And, <laughs> you know, that's sort of an unavoidable aspect of it. Um, but Thrawn seemed like the one that might be the most interesting to sort of have the opportunity to get to know outside of work. Okay. Right? And so where are we now? So we're Naboo with Lando and Thrawn. And, and Lando, because... The drinking and the gambling thing, not exactly my thing, but he seems like there's more to him than that and is a very sociable person and everything else. It'd be really easy to just sort of ride that coattail. I really think Lando and Thrawn would have a very good, like, rapport with each other kind of mm -hmm. thing. It's a nice yin and yang, right? Yeah. Like, you know? And then the, the droid is hard because... You have a lot of very murderous droids as options. The chopper has the highest body count in Star Wars, I think. Like, <laughs> then you have other people that would be really difficult to like be around. Like, you'd be trying to dodge them the entire time. I love three PO as a character. I don't think I would love hanging out with three PO. No, 
it just it seems like a struggle. And so um, I actually landed on from uh, 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 from the recent Cal Kestis story, the, the video game. I think BD One is the answer. All right, I like BD One. He's fun. I think, he, I, I think he's a good answer. All right. Almost like he can ride with you, so you don't have to worry about him managing stairs and other stuff like that. So there we go. <laughs> with Lando Thrawn and BD One. All right. I, I actually like. like I actually like all of those answers. Of course, um, uh, Drayton Allen, the founder of our, our funny science fiction Facebook group, said that if you're going to go to Naboo, you automatically get Jar Jar. <laughs> so there is that. Jar Jar is a hero of the people. We'd be drinking for free. I'm good with that. That's fine. <laughs> and Savannah Albrecht says hi to Anna. She's a huge fan. Hey, so, so uh, but yeah. All right. So. Anna? Yes, Tim. <laughs> Where would you take so, your vacation? Master Allen, you have set the bar high. Uh, yeah, that was good. Uh, and I did. I saw someone in the chat say camping on indoor, and I had thought of indoor because that's that's my speed, the Redwoods. But, but, because it has been a long year, and because I have been without so many people. And because my last joyous vacation of 2019 was thankfully and most appreciated Tokyo, I have chosen Coruscant as my uh, destination because I figure if anybody's going to have a huge variety of places to go, places to eat, theme parks, if Disneyland exists, it will be on Coruscant. Um, and while I am on Coruscant, of course, I would want Obi-Wan Kenobi with me just because <laughs> I like him. He has that certain je ne sais quoi for a Jedi. <laughs> and, um, and then I thought, you know, well, that would be fun to have Maul along, but oh, what a pain in the butt. Um, so for my villain, I chose Boba Fett because he's amazing. And... Um, and not just because of that. I, I feel like Boba Fett is one of those bounty hunters that could be on your side if you needed an extra gun, if you needed an extra hand, he could come in super handy, pun intended. Um, and that that would be amazing. And then, uh, of course, I wanted R2, but because I'm on Coruscant, I would like 3PO because he speaks so many languages and that will keep me in constant conversation with people from all over different destinations. They've all come to Coruscant for the exact same reason that I have. And I didn't have time to learn that many languages. So I have my three PO. <laughs> okay. Brilliant. Solid roster. Yeah, it's a solid roster. I agree with that. So we're Coruscant with Obi, Boba, and three PO. Correct? I like it. All right. That's a that's a very solid selection set. All right, Nick. So it's not been explored specifically in canon yet, uh, but it has been mentioned in canon, and it would be Ardinia. It is the planet where the Ardinians come from. Uh, it was the four-armed ape guy from uh, Solo. Okay. Mm. Um from what I recall, they have really good tasting food there. And wow. like they're more culturally uh, more culturally of a people kind of thing. And the hero I would take would be Ahsoka. And then the villain I would take would be Darth Vader. Because we know that they've, you know, Anakin has raised Ahsoka and I think having that time for them to almost reconcile in a way, or even I think would almost be entertaining. She get her fly boy back. <laughs> <laughs> and the droid I would take would be Chomper. Uh, okay. Cause Chomper is just a, a hilarious Hater. robot. Like, yeah, he's a pain in the butt, but <laughs> <laughs> he's going to get you out of a lot of scraps. <laughs> All right. I like it. I like it. Solid. Okay. So we've got uh, Ardinia, you said? Mm -hmm. With Ahsoka, Vader, and Chomper. Okay. 
All right, Kathleen. This is where the curveballs start getting thrown. All right. Like I did choose Endor. Because the idea of camping in the woods sounds fantastic to me. Clearly, you have not played Battlefront 2. I have not. <laughs> I have not. There are Plus, some murderous teddy bears on that. On that I have a soft spot for Ewoks. Ewoks are adorable. Ewoks and I, do have a soft spot, too. I just want to put that I feel like I could actually befriend them. But I'm taking Jyn Erso with me. Because she's handy. She would know how to help. The villain slash bounty hunter. I went with Mando. I went with Din Djarin. Okay. In a secret hope that Baby Yoda would be with him. <laughs> right? Right. Besides the fact that then he would be able to protect me from these scary Ewoks if they decided to be scary. Yeah. <laughs> Your husband thinks that it'd be great for you know Ewok hunting. My husband's a disturbed, disturbed man. And <laughs> since you said you said droid or pet, mm-hmm. here's the major curveball: is I'm taking Jar Jar as a pet. Is he a pet though? For the comedic aspect of him. <laughs> <laughs> Tim's like, no. Why would you ever take? And then if this, the Ewoks decide that they're hungry. They can have a Jar Jar. Oh, ouch. Wow. Sacrificial animal. Okay. Well, all right. Then, okay, so it's either it's either Ewoks eat me and Jin or so and Din Djarin, or we just have to run faster than Jar Jar. I mean, if you're Urso and Djarin, I like your odds though. Like right? that's Yeah, your 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 chances of survival are pretty high, I would think. They are. They are. As long as they don't leave me behind, I just have to run faster than Jar Jar. Oh, All right. Strategy. So let's catch up on some uh, some quick comments real quick. So Travis Foley said that he'd like to see a conversation between Enfys Ness and Drive the Lost. I think that actually would be kind of a cool thing. Uh, he said that the conversation would be awesome. Uh, let's see. Stories by Dark Saber Light uh, wants to see Alderaan with Leia, uh, who can show off the sights, and Suji the bounty hunter with the most honor with Chopper. That's yes. actually a pretty solid pick as well. That's a two what? votes chopper, I believe. I didn't put Alderaan on my list, and I like that seems like it would be a really solid option as well. Like the nice kind of mix of like, so many different destinations to go to. Oh yeah. Well, so one part over in this part of the universe. One, oh, which? <laughs> when are we talking about Alderaan? <laughs> uh, let's see. Travis Foley also wants to include K two S O. He said that's actually a really K2SO. solid choice. Yeah. And then also, let's see, uh, did I skip one? Oh, well, I did, but because it kind of goes with mine. So I'll bring, in, I'll bring this comment in in just a moment. So when I thought about my Star Wars vacation, I'm undecided between two separate destinations. The first one, I always have liked the destination of Felucia. Uh, because all the bright colors and all the, 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 the warm tropical climate, everything about that. I got, I remember playing that, uh, in, um, force unleashed. And I always thought that that, that, that world was so cool. And then of course we saw it you know, uh, in star Wars, uh, episode three, when, our, uh, uh, order 66 was executed. So a Felucia. And then B on the opposite side of the spectrum, Mustafar. And the reason for Mustafar is if I'm going on vacation, I like to be left alone. I don't want to be around people. I want, and nobody's going to come bother me on Mustafar. You would have come with that. Now the the irony of both of these these destinations for me is I like my temperature about seventy to seventy five degrees and not humid. So because I don't really know why. Yeah, I don't know why. Humid on Mustafar. No, but it was just Mustafar be god awful warm. Not not humid, but it'd be god awful warm. So I don't know why why, I, why I'm even looking at either of those two, but I'd probably lean more towards uh, Felucia just because a it's prettier and b less chance of me or my friends falling into lava. So. <laughs> You know the the whole the whole uh, bring Frodo to the mountain thing. We're gonna stay away from that. Uh, 
so we'll just maintain the high ground, Tim. We're fine. <laughs> well, right. <laughs> All right. So for my hero, uh, not that it should surprise anybody, but it it's it's on solo. Um, shock it's always, and awe. It's, shock and awe. Uh, it's always, always Han Solo. It will always be Han Solo. That's a thing. It's going to happen. Um, uh, and then for my my villain, he's, he's not really a villain, but he's not really a good guy. I like Hondo uh, from Rebels. And, you know, the thing I like about Hondo is that he's one of those guys that's good in a fight or good in a, you know, yes, he looks out for himself first and foremost, but there's always a way for the, it always to work out for the whole team. So if something bad goes down, Han does things on, you know, by the seat of his pants and, and always works out. Maybe not the best, but it always works out. You know, it's kind of there. And same with Hondo. Uh, and then as far as my Android that I would take with me, Travis Foley already said it. I love K2SO. I think he's hysterical. Um, I love the, I'm a hugely sarcastic person. And one of the first things I remember about K2SO was him uh, choke slamming Jen Urso and congratulating her on being well, on being rescued. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Congratulations. You have been rescued. Of droids. He is my favorite. Yeah. So for me, I think that's kind of my, so Felucia, Han Solo, Hondo and K2SO. Nice. And I have apparently, other than Felucia, I have thing, a thing with things that end with O tonight. Um, <laughs> I just realized that as I was saying it. I'm like, Solo, Hondo, SO. All right. So. See, I love that nobody chose Hoth. Well, that was a shock. One, right? one person did. Unless Drayton did. That sleeping bag. Right? Uh, in the comments, Drayton said, dinner on Hoth, frozen dinners again. <laughs> I mean, from what I've seen on River City Tees, there is a nice ski lodge there. There is, yes. Uh, let's see, and I'm Grim's <laughs> Grim sculpt, so they don't eat Jar Jar; they just give him back. Well, <laughs> it Can I just say I am really surprised that nobody went with the Kishik Chewbacca stack? I really thought we were going to get at least one person. I thought about it like, very early on. Very close to like the base of my construct. The, the only thing I worry about about the only thing I worry about Kashyyyk uh, along with uh, I also have a worry about this with Felucia is I tend to think I'm hoping that there's no mosquitoes in that in those in the Star Wars universe because if or there is there are mosquitoes they're this big. Right. They're gonna carry you away on Kashyyyk. There's there's it's like the King Kong world. It, everything's huge. It has to be. Uh, let's see. And Drayton has one more comment for us. He he actually picked Kashyyyk. There we go. He said Kashyyyk, Han, Greedo, and C-3PO. We could go bow hunting and see who shoots first. <laughs> <laughs> All right, John, give us your lineup. I know you're still listening. Come on. Yeah, snap to it, Wass. <laughs> we know you're there. All right. So all right. And so then ask was... Honora what she thinks. <laughs> All right, so Nick and Kathleen, I didn't, I didn't clear this with you earlier, but I'm going to make you guys choose whose story you like the best. Oh, oh, oh. gosh! <laughs> yeah, you're on. Yeah, putting you on the spot. Now it could be anybody's. Actually, it could be somebody from the stories, uh, from the comments. It could be <laughs> Anna's. It could be Master Allen's. Oh, I can turn comments on, can't I? I can see the comments. Oh, there we go. Look at that. There you go. I'm just laughing at one of the comments that just came in, Tim. That one. <laughs> Honora doesn't care. She just wants Oreos. She just wants Oreos. That's my <laughs> girl. Right. Um, all right. So, yeah, I don't know. This is hard. I would probably have to go with Anna's because Coruscant would be so much fun. It was my second choice planet. But thank all right. you, Kathleen. Other than the fact that I don't know if I could stand traveling with C-3PO that long. <laughs> I I might have to power down C-3PO once in a while just so that I could think. We have been yeah. we've been shown how to do that. We have. That's right. He knows when he's not needed and needs to shut down. There you go. All right. So Nick, which story did you like best? So I think it would be super fun to go Anna's direction, but I'm actually going to go Alan's direction because 
I I really think that combo between Lando and Thrawn would I think fun. yeah and Thrawn would know enough about any area that you go to that he could basically be your tour guide and give you whatever information you need in those areas and Lando would know all the hot spots to you know be able to have fun in those places so mm-hmm. Funny Science Fiction will be right back after a word from our sponsors. And now back to Funny Science Fiction. All right. We split it. That's fair. All right. Reasonable. What about you, Tim? <laughs> oh, I don't have to. I don't have to vote. Just you I just asked. <laughs> <laughs> no. uh, actually, I'm going to take one out of the comments. So we're going to leave it as a split between these guys. Actually, I really like Drayton's. I like Kashyyyk. I like Han and Greedo. Um, well, not so much the Greedo part, but I like, you know, NC3PO. So I like that. I think it'd be anything with Han, really. Be fun. So that's my choice. Three way tie. It's a three way tie. It happens. It happens from time to time. John still hasn't told us his, though. But I think, I yeah. think Alan's giving. Uh, yeah. the way that... Oh, I have to go. I have to go. Too, no, right? He wants to give you a fist bump. Oh. Virtual fist bump. Other way. There you go. <laughs> there you go. And done. All right. No, I still haven't heard an answer from my husband now. Well, he's busy with a with a tiny human, so you know, we'll we'll let him slide if he can't get it that... in. I don't have to deal with right now. So, uh, yeah. So, hey, and Anna, if you can, can you turn up your audio just a little bit? Increase oh, your yeah. gain just a touch. Oh, so, man. I'm so sorry because yeah. That's well, okay. So, all right. So let's talk about some of the other things going on in the the, the sci-fi, Star Wars, Marvel universe. Um, so there's a lot of stuff coming up in, in the future here. Uh, very, very soon. There's been some really cool trailers come out for uh, Shang-Chi. There's been uh, dropped. I believe it dropped today was Venom 2, yeah. um, which I got to watch and I giggled about. Uh I'm nervous about Woody Harrelson playing Carnage, but Woody Harrelson does play a good psycho, so he'll I'm, he I'm does. sure he'll, he'll pull it off pretty well, I'm sure. But uh, so, what are your guys' thoughts on on what's upcoming in in the uh, the 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 sci-fi Marvel universe? In our nerd world. In inner nerd world, Anna, we'll start with you. Do you have any Do you have anything that you're looking I, forward to? I am so looking forward to Loki. I cannot wait. For Loki. Um, no, I'm a huge Thor fan, and that's just, I mean, aside from, you know, what I was given with Scarlet Witch and Vision, um, <laughs> yeah, that's, that's going to make my year. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we've, we've, we've had a, a nice setup uh, to see how Marvel's going to run some of these things with, with Scarlet Witch, you know, with, with WandaVision, and, and then, out, then uh, Captain America and the Winter Soldier. So we've had yeah. a nice... A nice view of what they can do, what how they set things up in their shows. So I'm a little excited about Loki myself. Master Alan, what about you? What do you got? What do you? What's coming up in your neck of the woods that you're excited about? Well, I'm, I messaged you about this earlier. I'm I'm hyped for Shang Chi. I'm hyped. So I, like I am. A, I've been a martial artist since 1993. I've been a martial arts instructor as a professional for a majority of my life, and everything that I wanted. Iron Fist to be that I was sort of disappointed by, and we already talked about that once, so we don't have to do it all over again. And like everything I wanted Iron Fist to be, I think Shang Chi is going to be, like based on looking at like the the talent that they've got attached and doing like a little bit of IMDb snooping and like right his fight team um, and some of that sort of stuff and the 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 way that they are filming the action for the trailer. I have wanted a you know, Chinese opera style superhero movie since the Edward Norton Hulk came out. Like, it's been something I've been salivating for. Um, And and I'm like, I'm really hoping that it is every bit as satisfying as we have come to expect from Marvel. Um, In the Star Wars universe, I am really, really excited to see what video High Republic stuff they come out with because I'm really enjoying what I've seen in High Republic so far. Um, one of the shows they've announced is like a noir detective 
sort of a like that type of story in the High Republic, and that seems like it's going to be an awesome. Sure. You know, so that I, I there are too many things to be excited for for me to consume it all. So I don't know. How <laughs> um, we have time. Yeah, so. <laughs> streaming, so like it's it, it'll be there when I have time, but there's always more. <laughs> All right, excellent. Anything else you're looking forward to, Anna, or just the just Loki? Uh, I mean, watching that trailer drop of all the shows, the lineup. Uh, <laughs> I have to say, when I saw it, it was first thing in the morning, and I was near tears. <laughs> so. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I, I agree. Like, I'm really looking forward to Shang-Chi and I, I, it's just the amount of content and how they've been able to do it this quickly is amazing to me. I know some, some people, they're like, when is it coming out? When is it coming? Why is it taking so long? But you can't rush shows like this. You cannot. No, no. Um, But I love that they're doing shows and we don't have to wait for movies. Yeah. Agreed. And Love I, that. And I quite enjoyed uh, WandaVision being released once a week and wanting to next, you know, watch the next week and have that mm-hmm. be my ritual with my son. Like we would sit down on Saturday morning. I would avoid social media on Fridays and we would just Saturday morning with our <laughs> WandaVision. And that was the best. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. On the one hand, I love the fact that, that Disney is spacing these episodes out when they come out. On the other hand, um, Netflix has kind of spoiled me, mm-hmm. and that they release everything at once, and so I get to binge. But then you, you know, it's one of those things where you binge, you feel dirty at the end, and then you, you know, you, you don't know what to do anymore. <laughs> uh, <laughs> like I don't, I, I don't have anything else to watch. What do I do now? Um, is something else though. That's the thing. Like when it comes to binging, there's no self control. Right. No, but once you. You're done with one episode. You're you're gonna go on to the next one. If there's another one available, you're gonna watch it. That's the thing, and I like ha- I do like having the suspense of waiting a week to find out what's happening and why and what's going on. So that's kind of cool to me. It is still frustrating, especially when it's like a good cliffhanger and it's the but 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 that one they couldn't do two and up episodes in a row. That would have been fine. Like yeah, especially give the last me my episode. answers now. The, the last couple episodes of WandaVision were like that. And, yes. And uh, uh, Captain America and the Winter Soldier really had some killer cliffhangers where they set it up so perfectly. They teed it up and, and you weren't sure which way they were going with it. Which was on killer. Right. No, there's that. <laughs> so uh, we have an answer from Wasp finally. He's, he's oh a little my late. Goodness. All right. So here was it. Well, I would go to Cloud City with Lando. For the same reasons as Alan about about Lando, Thanks. Captain Phasma for security, and for my pet or my droid, K two S O for comic relief. Is it really for security or is it for Gwendolyn Christie? <laughs> Both is a viable answer. To it me. is. Both is good. It is. I feel like she's a dangerous woman to have anywhere. Exactly. All right. And uh, we got another comment here. Uh, Stories by Dark Saber Light says, I wish that Netflix would take a page from Disney's book. I want to watch Stranger Things season season four episodically, but I won't have any self-control if it drops all at once. Also understandable. Oh, yeah. Uh, My daughter and I are are anxiously awaiting season four of, of Stranger Things. We have become big fans. My daughter loves uh, Eleven and uh, is a big fan of hers. And so I love all the, the 80s nostalgia and the, you know, the old, the, the, the Russian uh, tie-in kind of cracks me up with all the comrade Ruski comments and all that stuff. I don't know. It's just very 80s to me, and I, and I love it. John and I were just scrolling through Netflix today with the, what's new? Because we haven't been touching Netflix for a while because we've got Disney. Who needs Netflix when you have Disney? Uh, <laughs> but... It was funny as we were looking through it today and I'm like, okay, so what shows do we have to finish? Because we got distracted by Disney. And he's like, well, we never finished season two of Stranger Things. I'm like, and now we're getting ready for season four. Wow. Um, okay, then. We've we got, got some up to do. We got some watching to do. There, there's a, an amazing scene at the end of season three that I absolutely loved. Because like to me, that that show feels like a like an rpg game almost and like 
there's a scene where something happens. I don't want to spoil it for no, you. No, you're fine. I'm good. I'll forget. But, um, it was the never-ending story scene. Ooh. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, let's see. Drayton says that finished watching Falcon Winter Soldier. He thought it was okay, but it felt like Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. It did. But... A bit. But, you know, there again, that's another movie that they're trying, or something that they're using to set up movies and things coming up. And I like... I liked the inclusion of U.S. Agent and that, like, bringing him into the world. Mm -hmm. But I also want to know where they go with it. Like, well, I'm a little curious. The bridge, like that's the all the all the shows. It's the how did we go from the end of this tremendous desolation mm -hmm. to mm -hmm. like so like, all of these shows are table setting to tell us what the characters have been up to. But it like it gets to be in a like a, a, a different kind of format so that it doesn't have to be a movie. And so they don't have to pack a bunch of exposition into a movie. They get to, right. You know, they, they get the story tell about the next big villain. Cause you was, was a small problem. He wasn't a big problem. Right. We don't know who the next big villain's going to be really, but that's because now they've got so much more they can bring in with the multiverse. There's so many more options of who the next big baddie is going to be. Yeah. Which Kang. Is fun. Uh, I've got to say, I know Star Wars and Marvel have like the big uh, running, but I'm also looking forward to Lost in Space season three for, from Netflix. Mm -hmm. That was a show. Yeah, I'm like, okay, I love what they've done with this show, and I like how they kind they like made it their own in a way, and just kind of like went with it. And I'm just like, this is awesome. I'm still on season one of that show, and I'm loving it so much. Oh, and it, uh, I, that's been a hard one not to binge, but I'm trying to watch it with the family. So I'm like, come on, let's do this. Oh, right. <laughs> Get over here and watch it. Have you guys will met watch Lost in Space now? Have you met Dr. Smith yet? Not yet. Oh, so you're still early in the still early, season. Really. <laughs> okay. I like how Nick's like, oh, so you're still early. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Your mustache and snob is coming out. But please, carry on. Yeah, it would have been better had you twirled one into your mustache as you said it. <laughs> You're still early. And, and that's the thing about the binging. Like, there, I mean, you mentioned earlier that it's like, well, then I binge it and then I don't know what to do. There's, there's so much. I'm two yeah. seasons behind on Cobra Kai and Karate Kid is like a formatively important thing to me. <laughs> Right, so there's always something else because Lost in Space was fantastic. I still haven't done the second season of Altered Carbon, and I'm more excited about that than I was with the first one. You know, it took me—I didn't finish Winter Soldier until last week, and I was like eight weeks behind on that, so I was spoiled with everything by the time I got there. But that's like—that's being a parent. I know. Um, I, I know some of you. It, <laughs> I get it. You, it's it's, you, well, you have to choose. It's like there's certain things you get to keep, and there's certain things that you have to, because it's that's the nature of time. But there, there's just there's so much good stuff out there, um, and especially as a like for all of us, we you know, we sort of identify as nerds or being in the nerdverse or whatever. Mm -hmm. There is so much good sci-fi that is so available now that ten years ago was so hard to find because like, sci-fi shows have you know, high production costs because there's not, you have to have so much in terms of practical effects or digital effects or whatever. Um, and for broadcast TV, it was always really hard for networks or producers or whatever to kind of make the choice to to do that. Like Stargate, which is now on Netflix, it, it had to bounce around. It found new life on sci-fi and like went through all these reshapes and things like that. And, and it was holding on by its fingernails over and over and over again. And now Amazon will pick up the expanse mm -hmm. and give us more of that. And, and like all of these streamers finding ways to deliver us content because like, I mean, I, we grew up nerds rule the world. now. <laughs> I wish somebody, yeah. I wish one of the streaming services would pick up Terra Nova. Ooh, I just thought of something I am incredibly excited about that. I have not seen mentioned hardly anywhere. Okay. Uh, David Tennant is recently announced to be signed on to Maurice and his educated rodents. Oh. Uh, if you are unfamiliar with Terry Pratchett, uh, 
that's that's okay. I, I I'm I'm used to being the only person obsessed with Terry Pratchett. <laughs> um, uh, Maurice and his educated rodent is basically a riff on the Pied Piper tale, um, told from the perspective of Maurice, who is a cat, and a group of rats. And their grift is they just go from town to town, and the rats make a problem. And then the kid, who is like a non-speaking character in the part in the in the story, basically pipes them out of town. And then they go on and they do it in the next town. And it's Maurice and his educated rodents. And this is how they huh. oh, great. And I love to hear that. Buddy. Um, but that, but so David Tennant, Hugh Laurie, Amelia Clark, all of these people are signed onto it. And it really looks like it's going to be fantastic. Um, there's, there has been a lot of challenge for Terry Pratchett's Discworld stories to get translated into film. Um, because as a storyteller, the narrator is kind of the star and it's really difficult to do that through a visual medium. Um, uh, but like Good Omens was on Amazon Prime and was wildly successful. If you haven't watched that yet, it's, I, because it's the omen. If you, if you accept that the omen is a horror movie that is funny by accident, mm -hmm. Good Omens is about the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> um, but Maurice and his educated rodents, I just saw the headline about Tenet. Um, over the weekend, and um, I haven't figured out how to start doing TikToks on this yet, but it's um, it's I, I'm I'm very excited about all the names that are attached. It looks like it's going to have you know, budget for creative support and other things that his projects in the past haven't been able to have. Right, and it's going to introduce a lot of people to his writing, and I'm excited about that because I want other people to love him as design. Well as Okay. Yeah, I'm just, I just looked up the book right now, so I'm, I'm going to get that and read that. Thank you for that tip. Uh, you'll knock it out in an afternoon. It's very short. It's, in, it's, a, it's an independent reader, young adult kind of like age range, um, and so it's it's not that it's not going to it's not going to change your worldview, but it's interesting. It's entertaining and like right. you know, it's a great like spend an afternoon binging a book. No, I'll read it to my kids. I find one of the best ways to prepare. Mm. I don't do audiobooks, but I really want to, especially young adult. Um, and after I read The Hobbit and Lord of the Rings um, to my daughter out loud, um, I was just I was just hooked on reading to them out loud. So any chance that they will let it, me read out loud and do all the character voices, I will do it. Would it be intrusive to ask you how old your daughter is? I don't want to. I don't want to. Oh, sure. She's she's eleven, and so I started reading The Hobbit to her when she was, let's see, so she was about nine and a half. And I had I had read Harry Potter to her and she just couldn't, she just couldn't latch on. She just couldn't find what she wanted in Harry Potter. So we read The Hobbit and I said, do you want to go back to um, Harry Potter? And she said, no, I want to read those Rings books. And I was like, right <laughs> on, let's do it. So we took Absolutely. It was a good year and a half long process because we didn't read every day, but so I highly recommend it. Here's a book for you, Anna, The yeah. Princess Bride. Oh, yeah, good of book. course. Yeah, I mean, yeah. you know, what's interesting is I remember reading that so many times in high school because I had the book or the movie memorized. Um, but I should get that book for my kids because it's there's something different when you read it versus watching the film. Mm -hmm. Yeah. My husband read The Hobbit to our daughter, which, I mean, she's two and a half. It's not like she really <laughs> cares at this point. And I think he actually started reading it when I was pregnant. So he was reading it to my belly. Wow. But I like that. <laughs> it was so much fun. It was so much fun as he's, especially like the, the scenes with Gollum and Bilbo. And he's just like bouncing between the two voices because my husband's a GM for our role playing game. So it's like he's good with doing voices. And he struggled so much with that scene. <laughs> he got done reading that night. He's like, I need a break. I'm like, that was yeah. awesome. I would pay to watch Wasp do that. Oh, my word. I need to get it on video. <laughs> I need to get it on video. The, the Hogfather that just got referenced. Um, one of the things about Terry Pratchett books is that you can tell somebody everything about the book and it provides them absolutely no context about what to expect from reading it. Oh, exactly. Um, the Hogfather is a group of extraplanar entities assassinate Santa Claus. So death puts on the outfit and takes his place for the night so that people will continue to believe in Santa Claus so that the sun will come up. What? <laughs> That's crazy. I, I, I would need to invent new words to adequately describe how many things about life that book taught me. <laughs> wow. 
I, um, but uh, but this and to to circle back, I realized I, I I sort of kicked this off with the 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 question about the Hobbit and some other things. A book that you're that you and your daughter and the rest of your family will very likely enjoy. Same author. It's called The We Free Men. Okay. Tiffany Aching is a nine-year-old girl and her brother is kidnapped by fairies. And so she storms fairyland with a cast iron frying pan and her new sidekicks, the We Free Men, who are kind of like the Smurfs, except they've seen <laughs> many times. And so if you need to dynamically switch between accents, you go from Tiffany, who's got sort of the, the chalk accent from Great Britain, and then you slide into the Feagles, who are the We Free Men. And they have names like Rob Anybody, which is both a name and a description, and We Billy Big Chin and things like that. And it's, I, mm, I, have, no, I have no words. Oh, that sounds okay. awesome. The We Free Men. Yes. <laughs> that sounds amazing. And it's she's like, I'll be right my back. My daughter has a little brother, so that it's like happening. Would she actually save him from fairies, though? She would. If it came down okay. to it, she may claim to despise him and say, hey, you're the most annoying human on earth, but I know how she really feels. Which also for human. That is the thing about siblings is you are the most annoying person on earth, but you're also my closest kidney donor. But yeah, that's it. I, I love you and I would give you my kidney, but you can't have my phone charger. Like that is sibling relationship in a nutshell. But you, you is, can tell. A... he's doing something unsafe and she's like, stop that. And she barks at him. I'm like, oh, she cares. She does love him. Keep it unsafe. For, for anybody unfamiliar with Pratchett, he does lots of allusions to other pop culture and things like that. The Time Bandit crew is a wonderful, <laughs> like that is a, that that, give, that paints the picture that is what to expect. Yeah. Um, okay. The, it's like it is, the there's a lot of overlap between those movies. There's, there's a little bit of like the labyrinth to it as well for like probably obvious reasons. Um, the fact that you get to practice doing um, uh Scottish accents of various, like various variety, is one of my favorite parts about the book and my favorite part about the audio book. <laughs> well, of course, yes, that would work for me as well. I uh, I was lucky enough to play Billy Boyd's uh, uh, sister in a video game for Magic: The Gathering, and it was there was nothing more nerve wracking than trying to be Scottish in front of someone who's actually Scottish. So. <laughs> um, but it was a great session, and he was amazing, and we sort of agreed on a. Fantasy accent. <laughs> so, at times, you know, when you're too Scottish, you can't understand, and you want players to understand. And so he would he he was laying back off of his own accent, which I thought was awesome. I was like, oh, okay. If he says we can do it, then I can do it. <laughs> right. I don't have to roll all the R's. All right. Yeah. yeah. Well, hey, we've only got a couple minutes left here. You guys have been awesome, and I have enjoyed this conversation um, so very much. <laughs> Was why are all dwarves Scottish in fantasy media? They just it's uh, Wilkins' fault. Yeah, because they should be. Because it's fun. <laughs> the the elves were Welsh, though. The Rohan were the Angles, and the dwarves were the Scots. It's Wilkins' fault. That was yeah. that is that is the root of that. Like, all right, I'm fair with I'm I'm fine with that. I'm we'll fine with it. that. So, um, you know, just want to just real quickly thank each of you guys for for being with us tonight and putting up with our little bit of a live show insanity. Uh, it's always kind of a, a hit or miss of who gets to talk and when and how and all that fun stuff. But you guys jumped in nicely. It's hard when Tim is here. It's hard <laughs> when Tim doesn't know how to talk right. Um, and Tim was having a hard time talking right tonight. So, uh, but. So let's take a minute, if we can, and have each of you just tell people where you can, they can find out more about you, find out, uh, uh, Master Allen, about your lightsabers and things like that. So, uh, Anna, we started earlier with Master Allen, so we'll start this time early with you. So tell a little bit, everybody a little bit about the Anna Graves. Oh, me? You want, like, my bio? Little old me. <laughs> I'm a voice actor. That's what I do. And uh, please, yeah, come follow me on Instagram. On uh, I'm Gravy Pick, and on Twitter, I'm Gravy Voice. And uh, I try to to keep up with you know talking about the things I'm working on, but I don't always. But I also am always good for uh, up for a healthy conversation about um, 
all this good sci-fi stuff that we're talking about and Marvel and Star Wars. And I'm a huge Star Wars fan. I grew up a Star Wars fan. So getting to voice characters like um, the Duchess Satine and Sugi and doing Clone Wars and Rebels and voicing Princess Leia in Disney Infinity, that was, it's just like a dream come true. That's the icing on the cake of what is my, my career as an actor. Love it. Yeah. All right. Yeah. And if uh, you have any questions about anything that Anna's been involved with, please go to imdb.com and blow your own mind. Trust me, there's so many references there. Um, And Drayton says, thank you for showing our cup. Hope you enjoyed his book. So, all right. Master Allen. Um, can I, I'm going to, I'm going to forgo my time to ask Anna a question, actually, if you guys don't. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's fine. It, uh, as a, I know you've had a very storied career as a voice actor. Is there anything that you've got, like somebody that you've gotten to work with that sort of had more time in the industry that you were, that you had at the time that gave you, gave you something that sort of stands out as a, that was, that was a really useful thing for me to kind of hold on to and keep in my pocket. I'm, I'm, oh, yeah. I'm fascinated by you know, the way that your your work works and the uh, the tools and everything else. Thank you for the question. That's a great question. And it is absolutely Corey Burton. I worked with Corey on The Clone Wars. We did a lot of episodes together. He is a lovely human being and a very talented voice actor. Um, and I respect the amount of range that he had. And so we, well, when we would work together, he has. Um, but on many occasions, he would, you know, we would talk about the art of voicing, the art of voice acting. And it's not about what you sound like. It, it's about what you can do with that. It's not about what you naturally sound like. It's about what you can do with your instrument. Mm-hmm. It's about who you are as an actor and what you add to that character. And that was so incredibly helpful for me because Star Wars The Clone Wars was my first animated series that I worked on and it was the type of show where um, after I played the Duchess Satine they continued to call me and had me come in and play multiple roles and we would collaborate and that was the best part was Mm. I would come in read the script and say to the supervising director or, or who you know to Dave to Dave Filoni who is this person? What do you want her to sound like? And we would collaborate on that. We, we would create her in the studio. Mm. And it wasn't just a cut and dry, get in and get out kind of a, a process. And um, so Corey Burton was a huge influence at that time for me. And I will forever be grateful to him. Cool. There you go. Yeah. Thank you. I level up lightsaber guys. My link is all over the, the thing. If you found this podcast, you can find a way to find me. <laughs> we'll have a we'll actually have a link for level up lightsabers in the comment sections on everywhere this this uh, video has been posted. So uh, they'll be able to search through that. Can we uh, show the video one more time though? <laughs> uh, yeah, we got we got time. We got we have two minutes, so this takes thirty seconds. Why not? Do it. One video. I think every time I watch that, I find something else. I'm really never cool going to get sick of that video. <laughs> I just noticed what happened to the side of her face. Like was, when, when yeah. she became a Sith. What was the was, oh. was taking over? The evil, the bad, the, 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 the everything was taken over. It was just really cool. So. Uh, Maybe it's old dragon, dragon fire burns. That are <laughs> that. Thanks, <laughs> Lost, I strongly recommend a lacrosse glove and a cup. There you go. <laughs> it is three feet tall, so a cup is necessary anyway. It, you're gonna you're gonna get whacked here, like more than anywhere else. So lacrosse glove and a cup. And there you, you go. You're all set. And when they get taller, you need throat protection. There you go. I think. All right. So I think it was Tim that shared the the Frida underpants when we had Honora. There are underpants with a cup built in for husband for fathers. It's 
funny. There you go. <laughs> All right, guys, we are out of time. I just want to say quickly to Anna, thank you so much for being here tonight. We have enjoyed uh, being with you again. Master Alan, thank you so much for being here. Um, your episode will be airing in just a couple weeks on funny science fiction. Everybody will get to learn more about you and all your awesomeness. But yeah. we have to say our goodbyes because we have another show coming on the Scene Snobs channel momentarily. So let's say our goodbyes real quick. On behalf of the rest of the hosts of Funny Science Fiction, we'd like to thank you for listening to this episode. If you'd like to be a guest on one of our future episodes, please contact us by means of our Facebook group, Funny Science Fiction. You can find us on Twitter or Instagram using the handle at funny sci-fi, or you can go to draytonallen.com and click the contact me link at the bottom of the page. Thanks again. Hope you enjoyed the episode.